Tenant Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, 46410. Our phone number is 219-902-0369. Our church hours is 10 a.m. on Sundays, and our Bible study is Tuesdays at 7 p.m. where we have question and answer session, and every question is answered with Bible. Amen? Amen. 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 Today we're going to be... Oh, there we go. <laughs> Today we're going to be in... Uh, in a lot of books, actually, because we're going to be going over the birth of Christ. And we're going to do it in the order of which it happened. Amen. Now, we kind of did this a little bit in, on Tuesday, and uh, we got a pretty good response on it. And it was kind of a dry run, but we're going to really go through it today. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to start with Isaiah 9. 6 and 7, where it says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have any questions about if God is Jesus Jesus is God. It tells you in the scripture that his name will be called not only mighty, not only wonderful counselor, but his name will be called mighty God. Mm -hmm. That's right. And his name will be called everlasting father. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> the prince of peace. This is who God is. This is who Jesus Christ is. That's right. Isaiah got this way back in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Before Jesus was even figured out. <laughs> right? right. right. Seventh so says, Of course, the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Gotta make sure this happens. So he goes on to tell you. Isaiah realizes that Jesus is coming through David's line. Mm -hmm. Because he mentions it. This is what was told to the prophet Isaiah in the Old Testament. Now, we go to the New Testament and we see how that was predicted in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And then we see in John 1, 9-14, how it says, The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. Now, the world was made through him, which means there is nothing in this world that was made that didn't have him in it. That's right. Which is why you can get revelation knowledge off of anything on this earth because Jesus himself is in it. Mm. 
which means God can use anything on earth to make his point about his son because his son is in everything here. Isn't that something? Yeah. That's it. 11 says, he came to his own and his own people did not receive him. We can't get mad when people don't understand us or people don't like us or people don't want to deal with us because Jesus wasn't like himself. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. People don't know how to receive something that they don't understand. Right. Right? Right. You can't accept something that somebody gives you if you don't understand why they're giving it. You know, a lot of times you have somebody go up to you and they'll say, here, here's a... And you'll be wondering in your head, why are you giving me this? Mm-hmm. You have doubts on receiving it because you don't understand why you're getting it. Right? 12 says, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. This is a very interesting scripture because this tells you that everybody is not going to be saved. There is a separation. But to all who did receive him, the people that received him and who who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Mm-hmm. And the right. ones who didn't, did not. Mm-hmm. That's it. You see? 13 says, who who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. Wait a minute. Well, if he's the son, how can he be God too? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) If you have a car Mm -hmm. and you're in the car driving it Mm -hmm. and the car is a Lexus, Do people say, that's Ken's car? Or do they say, that's Lexus's car? When they see you driving past in your car, do they say, they go to the name brand of the car, or do they say, they go Ken's car? They say it's Ken's car. Why? Because Ken is on the inside controlling it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's right. If God is on the inside controlling you, mm-hmm. think about Jesus. Jesus is walking this earth as a human being, mm-hmm. but he has the Spirit of God 
in him. And because the Father is in him, and he's in the Father, Jesus is Lord and Savior, he's God. There you go. Uh huh. That's it. Right. Right? Right. That's it. That's it. So we see in the Old Testament and in the New Testament where the Old Testament predicts him coming. Mm -hmm. The old the New Testament tells you what he did when he became when he got here. Now we go on into Luke 1, 26-38, where Gabriel appears to Mary. It said, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he became to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. The angel comes to Mary and tells her, Greetings, O favored one. See, and then you wonder, well, and she's puzzled. It says, but she greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. Why are you calling me old favorite one? What, is that, what does that mean? What, what are you, why are you saying that? It's this being that presented itself to her and called her old favorite one. See, when an angel of the Lord comes to you, he's not going to call you what you are. He's going to call you the way God sees you Amen. and the way God made you. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. So you don't have to be worried about, well, how am I favored? Because it's not about what you believe. It's what God knows you are. Say that. Amen. <laughs> But she was greatly troubled in 29 at the saying and tried to discern, trying to understand what sort of greeting this might be. 30 says, and the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You found so much favor with God. Right? Mm -hmm. That's right. That's why I'm here. If you didn't have favor with God, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh -huh. Here's the awesome thing that is not talked about about this scripture. There is a conversation that goes on with Gabriel and God about you. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That you don't know nothing about. Mm -mm. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> this conversation goes on and it's so important that Gabriel himself comes down to talk to you. Uh -huh. right. 31 says, And behold, you will 
conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, what we see in this scripture is he didn't ask, did you want to be? <laughs> he said, you will. This is not negotiable. <laughs> right. Right? Right. This is something that's going to happen. See that? And behold, when he says behold, every time I want you to know something, when we talk about scripture, and I always mention this, when you see behold, God has changed something. Behold, you will conceive in your womb. He will be great in 32. It says, he will be great and will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary says to the angel, how will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel says to her, answers her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. The Holy Spirit and God's power it took for this to happen. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. Now, the angel explains to her, because she was trying to wonder, I'm a virgin, how am I going to have this baby? And he explains to her, how it was going to happen with the, with God and the power of God is going to overshadow her and all of these things. But on top of that, he mentions Elizabeth to let her know, you know Elizabeth is barren, but she about to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And then he goes on at 37 to mention, for nothing will be impossible with God. Uh-huh. So everything's possible with God. God made you so he can, he can change up all of this stuff anytime he get ready. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Her and the angel touched and agreed on what was going to happen. Which means in that moment she was pregnant. Right? Right. Now, we're going to get into the story of Mary visits Elizabeth in Luke 1, 39-45. And it says in 39, In those days Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and and greeted Elizabeth. Why she didn't greet the man in the house? 
But Zachariah had his own set of issues at this point. <laughs> right. He couldn't talk anyway. Right. Right? So she goes there after she hears from this angel that um, Elizabeth is pregnant. So she, she gets herself in a haste and she goes to the hill country and she goes and greets Elizabeth. Now here's the thing. Uh, we're going to read into this. It says, and when, in 41, and when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Uh -huh. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me. Right? Uh -huh. Now, we're going to talk about this. Because here is one of the most interesting things in this scripture. Mary gets herself together to go see Elizabeth, right? After the angel talks to her. Uh-uh. The angel, now remember, there is no cell phones. There are no way of connecting with somebody. Uh -huh. Right? Right. So Mary gets together, she gets herself together to go see Elizabeth. Uh -huh. Because Elizabeth is pregnant. She hears this from an angel. So Elizabeth has no idea that Mary is on her way to come see her about a baby that she has. Uh -huh. But when Mary gets there, Elizabeth starts talking to her about the Lord that is in Mary. So they both find out from each other in this moment that they both have babies and they both found out from God. That's right. Right? Mary asked, Elizabeth asked him, what are you doing here? What, what, why are is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord shall come to me? How does she know that the Lord is in Mary? Uh -uh. Mary just got there. Mm. And Mary didn't tell her she was pregnant. Mm. Right? right. 44 says, For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb Leap for joy. Uh -huh. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. So Mary like, I'm going to go and see and I'm going to tell her that the Lord told me that you had a baby. But Elizabeth sees, hears Mary's voice and realizes that she's pregnant too. With Jesus. That's uh right. -huh. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Uh -huh. <laughs> yep. So they both found out at the same time that they're pregnant <laughs> from the same source. That's right. Luke 1 through 1, 46 through 56. And it praises, it's Mary's praise song. And she sings, it says that Mary says, My soul magnifies the Lord, 
And my spirit rejoices in God, my, my Savior, uh -huh. for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. Now Mary sings this song and she says that from now on all generations will call me blessed. In the realm of Catholic Church, they call her the Blessed Mary. Yeah. Uh, right? Right. They go a little way further than that, but yeah. that part is true. Uh, uh. 51 says, He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate and he has filled the hungry with the good things and the rich he has sent away empty he has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers to Abraham and to his offspring forever and Mary remained with her about three months and return to her home. Now, these things that Mary was saying was talking about Jesus mm -hmm. and what he will be doing, what God has already done. And you know the Holy Spirit had to tell her this because Jesus wasn't here yet. So we go on to Matthew 1, 18-25 and it talks about the angels appeared to Joseph. And now it says now the birth of Jesus took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Now, you find out that Mary was already pregnant before they came together. Sure. That's important. A lot of people will always ask that question, but it's in the scripture that she had, she was already having the baby. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. 19 says, and her husband, Joseph, being a just man, her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. He didn't believe that the Holy Spirit had came upon her. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Oh, how could Joseph not believe that? Because mm -hmm. Joseph is a man. Right. <laughs> and you come to me telling me that, hey, the Holy Spirit got me pregnant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure mm -mm. how that's going to go over. Mm -mm. <laughs> right? Right. Seeing that this was the first time this ever happened mm -hmm. to anyone right. ever. Right. <laughs> right. But Joseph being a just man, 
This is the cool thing about Joseph. He was a just man. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Which is why God picked him in the first place. He didn't want to put her to shame. Uh -huh. He just wanted to quietly, you know, I'm a, we're going to get divorced. Oh yeah, we're getting divorced. <laughs> oh yeah. No, 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 we're getting divorced. But we'll do it quietly. We're not going to, you know, I'm not going to get you stoned. and We're not doing all of that. Mm -hmm. We'll just let you go quietly. It says in 20, but as he considered these things, as he was pondering these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Huh? Now, apparently, he was really upset about this. He was distraught. Mm -hmm. And he was thinking about it all the way up until he fell asleep. And it says... The Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to make Mary as your wife. For that which conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. It says she will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And they, call, they shall call him Emmanuel. Which means God with us. When Joseph woke up from sleep. He did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife. But knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. People believe what they want to believe about Mary. They have all kind of different things. And they say, oh, well, Mary, you know, she was a virgin till she died. But he doesn't say that in the scripture. It says, but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son. So she didn't do anything with Joseph while Jesus was being born. But once Jesus got here. Right. Joseph was a married man. Uh-uh. <laughs> right. Amen. Right. Amen. Read the scriptures. See that? <laughs> read the scriptures. Right. Read, read the scriptures. <laughs> right. We, we make these people to be more than read the scriptures. Uh-uh. Right. Luke 2, 1-7. And it talks about Mary giving birth in Bethlehem. It starts out in one and it says, In those days a, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. Uh -huh. This was the first registration when Quirinus was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. Uh-huh. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house and lineage of David. So they went from Galilee to Bethlehem. Because he had to go get himself registered. This was the first census. Right? Right. <laughs> This was, well, it's not the first census, but this is 
what the decree was. He had to go there and get himself registered. So it says, um, and five, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Now, a lot of people believe they were in this uh, you know, nativity scene type thing and they were so poor that's why they had to be in the inn. Now, it tells you in the scripture and, and people are like, well, he had to be in the manger and everything because they didn't have any money. It never said that they didn't have any money. It says they didn't have any room in the inn. They knew that there wasn't no room in the inn because they had money for the inn. It just wasn't any room there. Right. 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 Uh -uh. right. So you have a woman who has went on this long journey and she's about to have this baby. They need somewhere quick. They went to the inn. The inn was full. So they had to go somewhere. Right? Mm -hmm. uh -huh. and, and, and lay low so she can have this baby because it was coming. Right. Mm -hmm. People just believed she was poor. They were poor. <laughs> he had money. He just, they didn't have any room. That's it. So, while they're in the end, Luke 2 and 8 through 12. It says, and in the same region, there was shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Can you imagine being out there with your sheep, doing your thing like you do every day? And then this great light comes and circles around you. And an angel shows up. And they said they was in full of fear. Uh -huh. Never seen nothing like this before. Ten says, and the angel said to them, fear not. Why did he say fear not? Because they were scared. That's right. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Say that. 11 says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. 13 says, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. 
Now, can you imagine? First of all, you're already scared because an angel showed up. Mm. Then, after he speaks, you see a whole heavenly host of things. Uh-huh. Right? And suddenly there was with the angel. Now, here's the misconception. Once you see this angel, uh-huh. then it was a whole heavenly host of angels. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. That's what people believe. But it just says a multitude of the heavenly host. That could be anything. See, what we don't understand is that it's more than just angels up there. Uh-huh. When you read Revelation, there are there are the four uh, the four animals that's around the throne, the four beasts that's around the throne. Mm-hmm. There are um, twenty four elders. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of things in heaven. Mm-hmm. It's more than just angels in heaven. It said the heavenly host spoke. So that's whatever's up there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Right. We can't even explain what they saw. That's why they put the multitude of the heavenly host. Because mm-hmm. some of that stuff couldn't even be explained. Uh-huh. 14 says, glory to God in the highest and peace upon earth. Right? Mm-hmm. This is the mandate. So, and it gives them the idea of what supposed to what they're supposed to go to, and they after they seen this, they was like, "We need to go to Bethlehem to see what's going on." Mm-hmm. Right. And then it says in sixteen, and they went in a haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying <coughs> in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning the child. So when they went in, and we kind of talked about this earlier, but you have to look at it from Mary's point of view. They sitting there with their newborn baby. Mm-hmm. It's quiet. They're in a manger. They're in a small place. Then these shepherd men come. And they come into this place. And they're just all excited. <laughs> and they're going on talking about what they just seen, what was told to them, and they looking at the baby, and it's just like they said. It's just like they told us. It's laying in the manger with the mother and the father, and I don't want to die. <laughs> so much going on. Right. 18 says, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. Now, when you hear that part, you understand that it was more than just Mary, Joseph, and the baby devils there. It says, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. Uh-huh. So they was going through the town talking about this whole thing, and there was a lot of more people that knew about this than just Mary, Joseph, and the baby. Uh-huh. It says, but Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And from a scriptural standpoint, you see, this is one of the first times Mary really got the gist of who her son was. Mm -hmm. When these people come out of nowhere, 
that God has brought to them to see this baby. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. And it was, and it had been told to, and everything that was told to them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Amen. Uh -huh. Amen. <laughs> now we go on to the wise men visited the king, and this is in Matthew two, one through twelve. And it says, now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. Now, these wise men, they came from the east. They went to Jerusalem. It doesn't say where they came from. It just said they came from the east. Uh -huh. Somewhere in the east. It says, saying, where is he? Who had been born king of the Jews. For he saw his star when it rose and had come to worship him. They was excited. They've been following the star for a while. Right? They followed the star and it led us here. Where is he? They just knew the baby was going to be in there because this is where the star led us. Right here. When Herod the king heard this in three, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Uh -huh. And assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him in Jerusalem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Now, these wise men, they come out of the east. They come in, they follow the star. The star led them here to the king. They went straight to the king. Where is he? They're excited. They want to see this king. Uh -huh. Now, not only did the star lead them, but God must have told them to follow the star, because they did. They came all the way from the east to do it. That's right. They didn't just say, these were wise men. They didn't just say, you know what, it's the star up there, let's follow it. Uh -huh. <laughs> let's see where it leads us. <laughs> they were wise men. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. So they go, and this is where it led them. So they go into the king like, and, and you know they're not from this city because they don't know how crazy Herod is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh -huh. Right? So they go right to the king and ask the king about another king that's supposed to be coming up. Uh -huh. If they knew Herod, they wouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. So they come to Herod and they ask him, where is this king? You know, And it says, and Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. Herod summoned the wise men secretly. Okay, oh, 
It's a new baby. It's a new king. Uh-huh. Okay. Everybody out. <laughs> he talked to these wise men on his own. Okay, what time did you see the star? Mm -hmm. When was this? Alright? And he sent them to Jerusalem and ate, I mean Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for this child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. What? It was a baby supposed to be born in Bethlehem. Okay. You know what? We um let's 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 figure this thing on out. Let's um alright. <laughs> I want to worship him too, just like y'all do. <laughs> After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. Mm -hmm. Right? Now, in 9, it's very interesting because once they leave him, it says... And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them. So when they left Herod, the star came back. Your journey is not over. Right? Uh -huh. So they were happy. They fell down and worshipped him. Well, they says they, they were... It says that it rose before them until it came and rested over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. They were so happy that uh -huh. this, they seen the star again, and it rested where it was supposed to be. And then it says in 11, And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, and frankincense. And myrrh. Uh -huh. Now, when you read about this story, you see they're always showing the wise men were, it was three of them. Mm -hmm. It doesn't say how many of them it was, but it says they brought gold and frankincense and myrrh. Uh -huh. So they figured if it was three gifts, it must have been three people. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> Right? Uh -huh. Another misconception. Yeah. Now here's the other misconception. This is the part that you missed in that. It doesn't say how much gold. It doesn't say how much frankincense. Uh -huh. and it doesn't say how much myrrh. Right. right. It could have been a busload right. of gold. It could have been a whole lot of myrrh. I guarantee it wasn't a pocket full. Right. <laughs> right. They came a long ways uh -huh. to not only see, but worship him. Uh -huh. So they brought gifts. Right. Gifts. Mm -hmm. They just think, oh, it was three guys because they brought three gifts. No. Uh -huh. They could have brought a whole wagon full of stuff. A lot of gold, a lot of frankincense. Uh, 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 uh. Right, right. That's right. Twelve says, and being warned in a dream 
not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. God warned them not to go back to Herod. Don't report to Herod where they at. Don't do that. Right? Now, I would like to say this in the middle of this. You know, we're we looking at Jesus, his birth, the birth of Christ. But in the birth of Christ, what you learn is not only that how Jesus got here, but you learn the reactions of everyone around him. What they did, how they did it what they wanted to do, what they couldn't do, what they tried to do. You learn all of the actions, the reactions around Christ. Sometimes it's not about Christ himself, but it's about what you do in Christ that matters most. And in this case, Jesus was a baby. He wasn't going to do anything. Right. But it was the things that the people did around him that kept him. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Right? That's right. Matthew uh, 2, 13 and 15. They had to escape to Egypt because of this, uh, because of uh, Herod. And we get into it. 13 says, Now when they had departed, Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph. Now, once the, the wise man left, mm -hmm. Joseph gets another drink. Uh -uh. And it says, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Uh -uh. God is doing this in the most humanly possible way. Why do I say that? Because we just seen a whole heavenly host uh -huh, uh -huh. come to the shepherds. Mm -hmm. He could have stopped Herod anytime he got ready. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> right. right. But this is what happens when you obey God. I don't need the whole heavenly host to save Jesus when I got somebody that's just like Joseph. Right. Say that, say that. Right? Right. 14 says, And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt. Uh-huh. And remained there until the death of Herod. They stayed there till Herod died. They lived in Egypt for a minute. Uh-huh. Right? This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Out of Egypt, I call my son. Now, while they're in Egypt, in 16, then Herod... When we saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, mm -hmm. 
became furious and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all the region who were two years old or under according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. From two years old and under, all of the male babies have to die. Why? Because it was two years ago when he sent the wise men. Which means Jesus is a toddler at this point. And he is furious that they didn't come back to him and tell him what was going on. And again, this is not like us. He can't call them and find out where they at. Right. <laughs> right. Right? Mm -hmm. Two years have passed. And they still didn't come. 17 says, Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. Now he's going around killing all of these babies in Bethlehem. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph are tucked away in Egypt. They ain't even in the town. Uh -huh. 18 says, A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping in loud lamentations, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted because they are no more. That was a very sad time when all of those babies got killed. But it just shows you how ruthless Herod is. It says in 19, but when Herod died, Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, uh -huh. saying, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who sought the child's life are dead. Uh -huh. And he rose and took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. Now, Again, Joseph has another dream. God talked to Joseph through this whole thing. Mm -hmm. People be like, well, you know, Joseph ain't really have nothing to do. Joseph had a lot to do with this. Uh -huh. right. Joseph and all his tactical escape plans right. helped Jesus stay alive. That's uh -huh. right. That's right? right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And think about it. Mary Mary trusts Joseph. She's just yeah, going wherever yeah. Joseph say go. Mm -hmm. The Lord told us to do. Okay. <laughs> Luke 2 and 22 and 35. And this is Jesus presented at the temple. And it says, And when the time came, because they ended up going into the land of Israel, and it says, and when the time came for their purification according to the laws of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to be presented to him to the Lord. 23 says, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. Uh -uh. So every firstborn is given to God. This is the law. And to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Mm -hmm. Now, when you read in the book of 
um, Deuteronomy. You will see in 12, you will see where, uh, not Deuteronomy, Leviticus. Leviticus. When you look in the book of Leviticus 12, mm -hmm. 1 through 8, it tells you exactly what you're supposed to do according to scripture, according to the law of Moses, what you're supposed to do for these kids, whether it's a male or a female. Uh -huh. Now, it tells you, it talks about these turtle doves, and it says a pair of turtle doves and, and two young pigeons. Now, if you have a lamb, this is the what you're supposed to do. You have a lamb and a turtle dove. That's what you're supposed to sacrifice. Uh -huh. But if you don't have a lamb, you're supposed to use two turtle doves and two pigeons. They didn't have a lamb. So they used the two turtle doves and two pigeons. Uh -huh. Now the thing is, people will still say, "Well, they was poor." And if you, because they tell you if you can't afford, in in the scripture, they tell you if you can't afford the lamb, you use the two turtle doves and the two pigeons. But at the time, you have to realize it's not that they're poor. Again, people say they're poor. They were traveling. You see that? Nobody's walking around with a lamb. <laughs> right. They were traveling. Yeah, yeah. So when they traveled, they picked up two turtle doves and two pigeons. Right? Right. And that's what they used. 25 says, Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. Huh? And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. Now, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. 27 says that he became, and he came into the spirit, into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the customs of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, uh -huh. a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. They're like, wow. This is serious stuff. Because everywhere they go, they're meeting people that know about this guy. That know about this child. Almost better than they do. Right. Because they're marveling at the man because it was meant for them to be there. Uh -huh. Because he wasn't supposed to pass away until he saw the Christ. Uh -huh. And they looking like, well, God just told me to come out of Egypt and go to Jerusalem. I just came here because we're here. Uh -huh. But they went there and this man was waiting. He'd been waiting on this baby his life. Now, Simeon says these things and they marvel. 
34 says, And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, the child is appointed for the fall and rise of many in Israel, and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that the thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. Yes. He already predicted the baby's death, and it just got here. Right. And then told her she's going to be pierced as well. It's kind of a bittersweet thing for Simeon. I say that because God told him that he wouldn't pass away until he sees the baby. He sees the baby and praises God, but at the same time, he's about to die. He knew up until the time before God, Jesus was born, that he was fine. Right. <laughs> Not a baby here. You guys know. Mm. So now we go to Luke 2, uh, 2 36-38. And it says, And there was a prophetess, Anna. She was in the same church. And it says, The, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher, she was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when he was a when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was eighty-four. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. Uh -huh, uh -huh. This was a woman who stayed in the temple her whole life. <laughs> Once her husband died, she went to the temple. She stayed there. That was that was her life. And coming up at the very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. She started going prophesying to, to the people that wanted to hear that Jesus was here. Matthew 2, 22-23. And it says, and it talks about Joseph. Joseph was ready to go back home to Nazareth. I mean, he was ready, he was going to stay there, but then it says, but when he were, when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea in the place of his father Herod, this is Herod's son, he was afraid to go there and being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. Mm -hmm. And he went and lived in a city called Nazareth, so that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled, that he could be called a Nazarene. Uh -huh. They went to Jerusalem, they found out that Herod's son had taken over, uh, that didn't sit well with Joseph. Then he saw in a dream that he should leave. <laughs> Joseph like, I'm glad me and you touch and agree on a Lord because <laughs> we finna go. <laughs> uh -huh. And they left. Luke 39 and 40, it says, And when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee to their own town of Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong 
filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. Now, as we move forward, we watched how God moved in different ways with different people. How is God moving on you? What is God doing in your life to move you towards him? We see what it took for Jesus to be born in this world. But what is it going to take for God to take you out of this world and bring you into the arms of Christ? We have to really ask ourselves, what is it that's going to help me come to Christ? When am I going to get serious about my relationship with God? We see how God talked to these people in dreams. He talked to Joseph. He talked to Mary. He talked to the shepherds. He talked to the wise men. He came to Simeon. All of these people were, were cast members, as you will, in the birth of Christ. And then you have to ask yourself, what if what all has God put in my life to bring me to this point while I'm listening to Pastor Ken tell me I need to come to Christ? Look at your life. See where you need to be. Don't worry about what everybody's thinking, what everybody's saying about you. Come to Christ for yourself. Amen? Amen. We have to really we have to really ask ourselves, you know, and especially in these bad times. Times are so bad, things are so hard right now. But the Bible tells us that we have to work out our own salvation. Yes. But the question is, how bad do you want salvation? Come to Christ and watch Him move things in your life. Amen? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for another day. We thank you for the scriptures that we have read today. We thank you for the revelation knowledge that went forward. Father, we thank you for all the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of your word. Now we can go forth and teach others what we have learned here today. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray and say, Amen. Stay blessed and faithful. Hi. Thank you for watching Ten of Meeting Holiness Ministries. To hear more of God's Word, please subscribe to this channel. Don't forget to hit the like button and the notification bell to get all the latest content that is on this channel. Happy Holidays! And as always, stay blessed and faithful.